Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California and reviewed two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Becoming Parts 1 and 2. So do you have your tissues ready? Uh, yeah, I, I don't need tissues. I'm, tissues? I'm totally like a super duty guy. Soft blanket, maybe? Uh, a teddy bear? I, I have a copy of the movie Ted. Does that count? <laughs> sure. No, I don't actually uh, have a copy. Of sodium, <laughs> sodium tablets for all the salt that you'll be crying out your tears. <laughs> that's that's really prepared. Yeah, I've, n- I've never been that prepared to cry. <laughs> Just a pillow because after you cry it out, you need a good nap. Yeah, I have my Nicolas Cage pillow that that's keeps me warm. I night. can attest that, that. I mean, you you have a Nicolas Cage pillow. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the creepiest part of your Halloween parties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Becoming Part 1. So we're in Ireland. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's the 1700s? Uh, I'd have to do math, so I'm just going to assume you're right. Sure. Um, oh, that's bright. We could find out his age. Yeah, because they that say sounds it's hard. 240. Yeah, let's not do math. It's it's the past times. That's all we need to He's know. He's dressed like Revolutionary War people, mm-hmm. so I just go, yeah. 1700s. That yeah. sounds right. Uh, when this episode first started, I don't know why I completely forgot that there's this uh, this new character that's narrating. And when I, when I first was watching it this time, I was like, why is Oz narrating? <laughs> That would be the most talking Oz ever did. I know. It's like, he barely talks at all. Why is he narrating? That's a weird choice. <laughs> Oz narration would be like, yep. We're here. You should look at that. No, we're over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Angel is drunk. Mm-hmm. Getting kicked out of a bar. He's out of money. Talk to me about the accent. The dialect. Uh, it's a bit Lucky Charms. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's... It's such like a heightened thing already. It doesn't bother me as much as I know some people like they just will literally fast forward through angel flashback oh, scenes. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I've, I've, I've talked to friends who said like, yeah, I just fast forward through it. If I've seen it before, like I, I just I just can't okay. handle it. Um, but I, I think, I mean, it's not the greatest accent, but there have been worse accents even Certainly. on the show. Yes. So I don't mind it that much. I feel like this, I mean, this would probably bother the hell out of me if I were Irish. Oh, yeah. Oh, or like 100%. maybe if I knew someone who were Irish. It could be so much worse. Yeah. It really could. And you could use the excuse, like, maybe he's doing a really accurate 200 years ago Irish yeah, accent. Yeah, you don't know. Maybe the accents changed over yeah. time. And he's just really good at researching accents. It's like the whole, like, Shakespeare English accent would sound way more like Midwestern English than it would oh, yeah, British yeah. English. yeah. They say like yeah, it's it's kind of a mixture between like a Fargo accent and Cockney is what yeah. Elizabethan 
accents would have been. So yeah, maybe that might be a thing. I mean, I think the important thing is like, I immediately recognize that that's Irish. Mm -hmm. You don't need a little thing at the bottom telling me Ireland. I got it. I mean, they might as well have had a leprechaun across the screen. (laughs) He's way too tall for that. (laughs) Uh, So he sees a beautiful woman in white Mm. and follows her. This dress. Oh my God, this dress. It is a beautiful dress. He offers to protect her slash make out with her. Yeah. Like just, that seems to be his line. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, let's make out and maybe if someone just gets you, I'll punch him. But um, Irish. I'm going to walk you home, but then I'm going to stay forcibly. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. That's what passed for romance in the 1700s. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Most uh, of them would just go to the first part <laughs> or just go to the last part, I should say. I would like to point out that she almost literally says word for word. I could show you the world. <laughs> I could show oh, you the world. I know there must world. be like a YouTube video that's that song and like a shipper thing about those two. He's like, oh, the world. She's like, I could show it to you. I'm like, oh, say it the other way. <laughs> like, just, just switch some words oh, there. Oh, so close. Uh, so she tells him to close his eyes. Don't you dare close your eyes. Oh, it's my God. Every, every <laughs> single line is there. It's totally there. <laughs> Uh, so I did definitely did not check catch the parallel between close your eyes mm-hmm. the first time I watched these two episodes. Mm, yeah, I was yeah. between between the tears. I just mm-hmm. couldn't. But I'm rewatching that like that moment when she tells him close your eyes. You're like, yeah. oh fuck. Oh foreshadowing. Uh, so then she vamps out and bites him. He then drinks her blood. Yeah, it's important stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she moves fast like. Creating another vampire. She's just like, you know what? You seem cool. Vampire. Yeah, right? Like, I've decided I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I've known you for maybe 10 yeah. seconds. I don't know. Maybe she does this all the time. And this is the first one that she was like, you know, I'll keep this one. I won't just stake him. Like, yeah, you know? like five minutes after he's, he's like, oh, God, you suck. Yeah, just pulls out a wooden stake, stakes him. Yeah. Or just handcuffs him outside. Because the sunlight? Yep. I'm there. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cut to Angel watching Buffy. Or I should say cut to Angelus. Watching Buffy fighting vamps in a cemetery. She says she's taking the fight to Angel. She's Mm -hmm. not. She's done waiting. It's a pretty good fight. And I also like that we see Angel watching her the whole time. And you kind of cut between that. It makes what could just be, you know, a standard graveyard fight uh, a little bit more interesting. And his look, like, I, I get that he's just kind of smiling, mm-hmm. but it's really, and I don't know if it's just because he's smiling while he's watching her, but it's yeah. done in a way where I'm like, ah, you creep the fuck out of me, dude. Well, I Stop think he's it. supposed to. I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm saying it's effective. Oh, good, what I'm good. saying is good job. Yeah. Uh, and I also, I, I'm not sure what, I couldn't pin out exactly what it was, but something about this opening made me think they're suggesting, which, you know, they don't do, but it's a nice kind of fake out, that Angel is going to turn Buffy. Because you see him being oh. turned and then you see him watching her with that smile and just like the perspective that makes me think when I first watch it, oh, he's going to turn her and that's going to be the the crazy thing that happens in the finale. Is he going to turn her? If she gets turned, what's going to happen? Are they going to find mm-hmm. a way to cure her? That kind of thing. See, I I feel like that was kind of implied back when mm-hmm. you were first learning about what angel did to drusilla and like exactly. drove her insane yeah. you saw that and angel was trying to drive yeah. her insane mm-hmm. like oh so he's gonna do to buffy what he did to drusilla but it kind of the dialect uh, dialogue excuse me all kind of gears toward so you're gonna kill her right let's mm-hmm. kill her we're just gonna kill her mm-hmm. well late, later on especially i mean i think it, it's just in the the intro the cold open that i get the impression that oh maybe he's gonna turn her i gotcha 
the Sunnydale Museum has gotten an obscure relic found in a construction site and needs Giles' help to identify it. Mm-hmm. The big rock thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, uh, I forget his name, but the actor there is like, he was on Rescue Man. He's in a bunch of just random things whenever they need like a New Yorky guy, they call him in. He, for being like someone who, him and, you know, we saw the nurse in the last episode mm-hmm. in Go Fish. Yeah. These are some like big actors. That, like, yeah, they're not household actors. names, yeah. but like I instantly recognize their face that I'm surprised they're wasted on like maybe really two scenes. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a being a working actor in LA. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's a paycheck. Also, they're super recognizable now. I don't know if in 1998 they were. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was just kind of like the yeah. way they got to where they are now. Yeah, they were, this was like one of three, you know, two-line roles they had to, you know, pay the bills that year. Right. The next day at lunch, Xander's reenacting Buffy Slay with fish sticks. Those fish sticks look disgusting. Yeah. By the way. They're, they're, they're the like worst looking fish. looking. Like, ugh. Just, I mean, they look soggy and like, mm-hmm. un- I mean, they're probably uncooked because yeah. I mean, like, it's not a real high school. This isn't a real lunchtime. But oh, they look gross. Uh, I think uh, most of the the fried things that had like that kind of crummy in, in both senses, <laughs> uh, batter type stuff on the outside was always the worst at cafeterias because it seemed like Ugh. it all got cooked two hours before it was served. It was all just stale by the time it got to you. I think I opted out of most of that stuff. Yeah. It was like, and pass. The only thing that was grosser is I have a vivid memory and this is probably what turned me into a vegetarian, honestly. Uh, in middle school, of just seeing like their foot long hot dog, it was like, mm. it was so great. Like the bun wasn't quite big enough. And it was like, it oh, was, yeah, no, they always was, had that. They have yeah. a foot long hot dog, but a normal sized bun. Or, or, yeah, it was, <laughs> or it was even worse because it was like 10 inch, because it was like, you were so close. You got, you, you intentionally got buns that weren't big enough, like as, as a way to like torture me. And it was just like boiled and yeah. almost like slightly gray. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like they gave it to you and the condiments were right there. And it was just kind of like, you just saw it laying there for a couple minutes until you got to the condiments in line. Very sad. Oh, it was Uh-oh. just the worst. I remember specifically Salisbury steak, Ooh. mostly because I don't know what that is <laughs> to, this, <laughs> to this day. To this day, I'm like, I don't really know what Salisbury steak is. Uh, it wasn't steak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was probably the thing that I was like, I don't want to do lunches anymore. Like yeah. spaghetti day. Okay. Pizza day will be the worst pizza you've ever tasted, yeah. but, but it will still, still pizza. be pizza. Yeah. Willow and Oz have a box of animal crackers, by the way. Did you notice this? Uh, Big box of animal crackers next to them. Take a drink. I guess that could be another rule in the bubble drinking game. I mean, twice in the whole series, probably. Yeah. I'm going to keep a lookout, though. Might yeah. be more in the back. Uh, Snyder comes in and threatens Buffy with expulsion yet again. And that's yeah. something we should just drink on because it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it just, it's so clear in this, like, oh, he just, he just needs to get some. Like, he's so adverse to PDA that it's like, oh, it's because you're not getting any. I will say that, like, when you picture, like, high schoolers now like to Mm -hmm. me they're like oh you're so clearly a young child Mm -hmm. and not an adult that like it would gross me out i'd be like you guys are babies stop it you're little children yeah but i mean it wasn't like they were doing anything that crazy just sitting on it yeah 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 i mean maybe maybe like the kissing i could see like oh we don't want it to go a step further but sitting on somebody's lap isn't that bad true another flashback this time we're seeing a human Drusilla in a convent. I totally forgot that this flashback happened here. Oh, well, that's the thing with every, you know, flashback to 
pastimey Angel and Darla and Drusilla and all that is that I can never remember when they come up in episodes because yeah, they too. could come up in any episode. So this is one that I was like, oh, yeah, this one. So the only flashbacks that I'm super clear on are the ones in season five when you hear when you learn like Spike's backstory. Yeah. But the other ones, yeah, they kind of seem like the super important. And I yeah. love watching them, but a little bit interchangeable about when they could show up. So Drusilla confesses that she's been having prophetic visions mm -hmm. and is terrified that it means that she's evil because only God can see the future. Angel poses as the priest, <laughs> calls her a devil child, yeah. and tells her to just give in to it. Be yeah. evil. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's, it's, it's a nice way to see one step of how he turned her crazy. And that's such a, a good way to do it. Like, especially back in the day, a good... God-fearing Christian woman just being as a priest saying like, oh, no, yeah, you're evil. God hates you. Like, oh, oh, goodness. Yeah, that would, that would just completely turn you inside out. I also feel like this is interesting because I feel like his, while he's gone from being just like a drunken lout to mm -hmm. evil, yeah. his personality is still kind of the same. Like yeah. you can see parallels between Angel stumbling out of mm -hmm. the tavern, making a crack to his friend about, yeah. oh, just stay there, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then Angel, who clearly thinks this is hilarious yeah. to tell this young girl, like, oh, no, you're the devil. Well, yeah, there's this kind of almost arrogance to him that I think is in his original human form and his uh, Angelus form, uh, the, the vampire form, that it's interesting how they take effect where kind of it's just with all the inhibitions loose he's actually in a really horrible way much more successful as a vampire right and i, I think there's there's uh, at some point they they even have somebody i think this is on angel talk to him about that about how you were so useless as a human being but then you like kind of became great when you turned into a vampire yeah yeah it's it's, it's really nice to see a little bit more fleshing of him out so back in Sunnydale, Drusilla is telling Spike about her latest vision. She saw the tomb at the museum, but Spike also saw it yep. <laughs> in the newspaper. <laughs> so it may not have really been a vision. Nope. I love the idea that this entire time Drusilla has been faking this whole thing. Yeah. That, um, what was that TV show with the guy that... Psych? No, no, no. Uh, it was like, like a talk show where the guy would pick people out of the audience and be like, your grandpa is in the oh, audience. Oh, crossing over with John that. Edwards. I like the yeah. idea that Drusilla's doing that with her visions. She doesn't <laughs> really see it. Reads. Yeah. She's just like, something bad is happening because we're in Sunnydale, right? Something yeah. bad has to be happening somewhere. <laughs> it probably I, has to do with the Slayer. I mean, probably, yeah, right? I, I sense that you 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 don't like the the sun. Well, yeah, I'm a vampire. <laughs> there, there's a person. Her name starts with 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 a with a B? Yeah, no, we all hate yes, Buffy. Yes, we've, that's what we've been talking about. <laughs> uh, and there's also at this point, I forget exactly what the line that leads up to this, but Juliet Landau makes the craziest noise in this in this scene, where it's like, ah! it's just, but it's like weirdly natural too. It's just like, okay, that's just a noise she makes. <laughs> She's so a dying bird. If you if you haven't re uh, watched this episode. Do that now. Pause and, and watch now. But <laughs> and even then if, send us your impressions of that noise. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but you just you just need to watch this again, folks. <laughs> in Buffy's tutoring session with Willow, she drops her pencil in the gap in between the desk and finds Miss Calendar's disc with the restoration spell. And there's also that weird thing where I I I don't know if they're just going for the you know 
fate destiny thing where she has to drop it twice and have this deja vu thing in order to get it. She says deja vu after the first time. So I feel like, yeah, it's a prophetic vision thing of like Mm -hmm. some part of her slayer abilities is telling her that was important. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. It just, there's something about it just seems a little weird to me where it's kind of not really acknowledged that much. Just kind of like, Oh, you know what? I think I have to do that again. And now we found this. Let's just move on. It just, I just, I don't know. I, I would have liked some discussion of just kind of confirming what that was about. Yeah. It would be better if, like, you know how she has these prophetic dreams. Mm-hmm. If she had had a dream the night before and saw a flash of the disc or something. Yeah. Then we would know, like, what deja vu she's talking mm-hmm. about. She's seen that before in her dream. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is already th- something established in the show. Exactly. So the girls open up the spell and figure out what it is. Immediately, they're Amazing. like, yellow floppy disk, let's pop this right in. Let's stop whatever we're doing right now, pop this in. Well, so I get that, like, like okay, so Buffy had a weird feeling about this, so mm-hmm. maybe we should check out what it is. And they get it, and they're like, okay, so Latin or Romanian, mm-hmm. it would be Romanian to English. Okay, it's a spell, probably. She was a pagan yeah. and got it. How do they know what the purpose of the spell is? Like, really quickly, too. Yeah. It's like, and then it's like, did she have it labeled up at the top, like, save angel's soul underscore yeah, maybe one? Maybe that was the name of the file. You don't know. <laughs> Very on the nose. Uh, so, flashback to Angel running through the forest. Mm-hmm. He's just killed that gypsy girl that started all this trouble. I want to see a wish episode. So the wish episode that, yeah. you know, I wish Buffy never existed. We see mm-hmm. what would have happened. I want a wish episode where Angel never killed this gypsy girl. Yeah. And he was just Angelus for yeah. like the rest of. And then, yeah, how that would have affected the like, Buffy. Dude, like, you made a really fucking big mistake. This yeah. one girl, you killed how many girls? This one really gave you trouble. And I'm imagining like maybe he would have done something like a Kofla earlier, or maybe he would have like taken down the master and kind of subverted his role when he was kind of coming back. And, and it would have been like him and Darla trying to take over Sonny. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things you could do if Angelus had never turned into angel. Yeah. The gypsies restore his soul. When the, f- it's important, I think to note that when the spell first takes hold, we see that he has no memory. Yeah. Like yeah. we were, well, they point out mm-hmm. he has no memory. It will slowly come back to you. Yeah. And I think that's also, even if it didn't serve like the story function it does in the next episode, that's just a cool thing to see the gradual realization. It's so good. Is really effective. Again, people, you know, poke at David Boreanaz's mm-hmm. acting chops. This is yeah. well done. Yeah. Like this to, makes up for that accent. <laughs> sure. Uh, to go from like complete confusion to just despair in perfect graduation of it like it's mm-hmm. not just flipping a switch yeah. it it you see the steps his mind is taking mm-hmm. yeah it's well done willow volunteers to try the restoration spell yay which willow i love xander's line for anyone who's just turned in everyone here is a crazy person <laughs> i also like the real early foreshadowing that jazz has about you know you're opening a door that you might not be able to close that kind of mm, thing it's like yeah. oh yeah it's gonna come back to bite you four seasons in the making mm-hmm. not a bad uh yeah t- timeline for that xander believes angel deserves death not a reprieve yeah he's super harsh so here's where xander's wrong like i get why like yeah. I, I get why he killed your friend mm-hmm. in, in xander's very simplistic mind yeah. this man killed your friend he should be punished. Mm-hmm. But Angel and Jealous are not the same person. Yeah. And Jealous killed your friend. Mm-hmm. 
cursing Angelus with a soul is punishment for Angelus. It also brings back Angel, who didn't deserve mm-hmm. to be killed. Who was, I mean, he was essentially killed when yeah. the curse uh, was lifted. Who's also not going to come back super happy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to yeah. be like, woohoo, I'm back. It's going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I just spent More the last... More shit I got to atone yeah, for. Last year, and I killed someone who's also one of my friends. Yeah. So, But I mean, she was a secret gypsy. Secret gypsy. <laughs> sure. And you know how, how he feels about gypsies. That's a, that's a that's thing in, for both Angel and Angelus. It's the one through line. Hates gypsies. Hates gypsy. Uh, so yeah, Xander, you're wrong. <laughs> at the museum, Drew and Angel steal the tomb. I love at the beginning of the scene, you hear like the artifact just kind of whispering and the guy goes up to touch it. Like, don't touch a whispering artifact. Yo, Have you never seen any movie? Any movie ever. Just no. maybe... No. You're like, oh, that artifact is whispering. That's something artifacts should not do. I'm going to like put some tape around this so nobody goes near it. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what my response would be. Like, well, definitely everybody leave the room. (laughs) I'm maybe pull the fire thing and evacuate the building because there is stone talking to me. Yeah. You know, rebury this and go to. On the other hand, on the other hand, if a piece (laughs) of stone were talking to me, I don't think I tell anyone. (laughs) I think I might keep that to myself. Yeah. Here's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, guys, I'll handle this for the rest of the night. Get myself a phony Geiger counter. Say, "Uh uh-oh, this is radioactive. We got to dispose of it. That's how I take it. (laughs) I'm picturing you with a stud finder. Just with your mouth going, just beep, 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 beep. tape on it with yeah. misspelled and like a backwards R Geiger counter. <laughs> yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Aw, dude, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> on patrol, Buffy runs into Kendra. Hey, we remember this chick. Yep. That's that other She's watcher. back. Or the other slayer. <laughs> She's graduated to watcher now. <laughs> it's weird that like you have two slayers in the whole world and they don't talk more. Yeah, like I feel like I would you every once in a while just hemisphere. like get, give a call like, hey, how's how's land going over in your neck of the woods? Read any interesting prophecies? Yeah, so. yeah, just share information or if nothing. Yeah, else. exactly. Her watcher informed her that there was a dark power about to rise in Sunnydale. <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> so she came to help. <laughs> Back at the mansion, it's the big rock. <laughs> Can't wait to tell my friends. <laughs> They don't have a rock this big. <laughs> oh, Spike. Oh, I love him. Angel tells us all about the tomb. Mm-hmm. A cothel of the demon came forth to swallow the world. He was killed by a virtuous knight who pierced the demon's heart. A cothel had turned to stone. Then they opened the tomb to reveal mm-hmm. the demon. Which I can never decide if the statue is badass, dorky, or kind of both. Yeah, I don't know. Like It's, it's kind of small. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, like, it's a big tomb, and when you crack mm-hmm. it open, you're like, oh, it's the size of a little troll thing. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's, he's a burly guy, but not like, I, I, I wouldn't look at that and think, well, that's a demon that's going to end the world. No, it's more like, oh, he's going to he's gonna make me pay a toll for crossing that bridge. <laughs> and hassle some billy goats. <laughs> so someone worthy has to pull out the sword. Mm-hmm. A kathala will awaken, and the earth will be swallowed into hell. Not not good. 
No, like literal hell. Like yeah. they say, like all you know, no humans could survive it. Mm-hmm. The demons could, so it'd be like demons run amok on Earth. Which I always wonder when vampires try to do this, like um, when you die because you need to drink human blood. Spike brings up some very good points later about that. Yeah, can they drink demon blood? I don't. I feel like that because Angel didn't like the taste of that fish guy. True. Yeah. And I feel like that's got to be closer to demon. But was it because of the demon magic part or was it because of the steroid part? He just ate steroids. Yeah. Um, He's into organic blood, okay? Uh, (laughs) He wants free range, no no, uh, GMOs. No demon, no uh, Mm -hmm. steroids. Yeah. Kosher. That. (laughs) Buffy is going to fight and try to kill Angel. But in case she fails, she wants Willow to try the spell. Yeah. I love when uh, they talk about getting the Orb of Thessala. Giles says, oh, I've been using it as a paperweight, which yeah. is a great callback. So because so, the, was it passion that yeah. when she went to go get the Orb of Thessala from the magic shop, he's like, oh, I get sell them as paperweights. Mm-hmm. It's also like because it's a callback, it's a great way to like avoid a lengthy scene about where are we going to find the Orb of Thessala? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like too convenient that Giles has it. It's like a funny callback, which actually makes sense. Like, yeah, that's totally the kind of thing that like, oh, it's this arcane thing. And yeah, we can't use it for anything. But wouldn't it be fun to just use this as a paperweight? Yeah. Like that seems like the dorky kind of thing Giles would love. Also, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. I'd yep. use it as a paperweight. It's yeah. pretty. I don't generally use paperweights because weird. Yeah. So I, I don't have that many, many papers just shuffling around, you know, getting <laughs> carried away a by the wind. Wait, really? I think it, uh, it's good if you have windows in an office or maybe okay. if you have like a fan that needs to be blowing in an office. It makes sense. Okay, sure. And you just have, yeah, papers in our, on a clipboard or something. Okay. I'm thinking of the scene in Love Actually where mm-hmm. Colin Firth's novel goes into the um, lake. Yeah, for that. If he had had an orb of Thessala, he would have been Yeah, fun. so the next time you're typing with a typewriter outside, bring the orb of Thessala. <laughs> and stop being a hipster jackass. <laughs> uh, so I think this is a solid plan. Like, the idea is like, no, I'm still mm-hmm. going to try to kill Angel, but if he yeah. kills me first... If we turn him good, yeah. Then, you know, I don't have to worry about you guys, even though maybe I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Kendra has the original knight's sword, which should stop Akathala. Yeah. Right. Flashback to, I'm guessing, L.A.? Yeah, yeah city, town, I mean, USA. it kind of looks like New York, but if they're driving to Buffy's high school after this, it can't be that far from L.A. Well, I mean, yeah, because they don't really give a specific time. I guess it could be New York, and it's like, oh, we got to leave now because it's a five-day trip. Mm. I guess. I, I don't know. It's, it's very unclear. So Angel is gross, and homeless and drinking the blood of rats. I mean, you kind of can't get grosser than that. Like yeah. you could be, I haven't showered in a month and you're like, that's pretty gross. Then guy's like, also I'm drinking the blood of rats. <laughs> You've graduated to the grossest. You win. Your prize is nobody talking to you. Yeah, right. Hey, did you want some alone time? You got it, buddy. <laughs> He's approached by Whistler, mm-hmm. who's a demon and knows all about the curse somehow. Because he's like a guy demon. And I, I don't mind the idea of this kind of like a, a, a Ratso Rizzo type character who's also like a demon. But I feel like it's done a lot better later on, mm. mostly an angel. And this is like a prototype of that that does not work that well. Agree. I feel like super young. Yes. I definitely, the first time I watched this was like, 
this guy's weird. How does he know this? Who is mm-hmm. he? What's going on? Who sent him? And then I feel like once you started watching Angel and kind of the powers that be is a phrase that mm-hmm. gets thrown around a yeah. lot. You're like, I get it. The powers yeah. that be sent him. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Next Doyle's going to come and do the exact same thing. Yeah. I mean, like the 2.0 version. It's not until about yeah. 3 or 4.0 that they kind of get this character right. <laughs> this is a dry run. Yeah. So the whistler, or not the whistler, whistler. The whistler. <laughs> He's just whistling the whole. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Batman villain. Uh, he takes Angel to see a young Buffy. She is reminiscent of a Cordy or a Harmony. Yeah, like if if they, like a less awful version of one. Yeah, she's carefree and shallow, but not mean. Yeah. She's just kind of doesn't have any priorities besides boys and makeup. Mm-hmm. It's like, call me instead of, I'll let you know if I'll call you. Exactly. Yeah. She wants everyone to call her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see her first watcher inform her of her destiny. Oh, I'm assuming that night seems like that same night yeah. uh, in the cemetery. She's fighting her first vamp in the worst red floral <laughs> pants ever. Yep. The, this outfit is like, who are you, Xander? I thought you were popular. What's going on? <laughs> Awful. I guess they were, they were trying to already comment on how bad 90s fashions were. I mean, like red floral skinny pants and an orange puffy winter coat. First off, how what cold? season is it? Yeah. How cold are we in L.A.? Come on. Very cold. Apparently. So she stakes him in the stomach. And for once on the show, that actually matters. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't have like gut throat or anything or or gut heart, heart gut. (laughs) Heart gut. Uh, I love the little prance she does after she's like, oh, miss the heart. (laughs) And he runs away. She does this little like sneaky prance. I'm going to hit you. Yeah, exactly. She's like, here I come. (laughs) Uh, Um, When she gets home, she's in trouble with Joyce for being late. Her parents start fighting. Buffy starts crying. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is well done. Yeah. I mean, it makes, you know, everyone's had that moment where you're listening to adults fight in the mm-hmm. other room and it upsets you. And you see where Buffy has that feeling that maybe it's her fault yeah. because her coming in late is what starts this fight. Angel chooses to become someone in order to help Buffy. Because he has the hots for a 15 year old. Well, you've ruined that for me. Uh, yep. Yep. (laughs) Here I am thinking it was like, oh, wow, he really, because he wants to help this girl so much, he makes a choice to become a worthwhile member of society and to make something of his life. But yeah, also because he has the hots for a 15-year-old girl. Uh Uh-huh. That's great. (laughs) That's just great. I mean, I I guess he's kind of lost it after like 90 years of just sucking on rats. (laughs) He's just like, the person. I mean, she's very pretty. I think that's all. I mean, you could argue it's also kind of like he doesn't say because she's hot because he wants to protect her. No, his eyes say that. <laughs> okay. His eyes is he's like staring no, at her. No, like, it's mm. the maternal thing. He's just like, oh, no, this poor oh, girl. Oh, that makes it better that they didn't this... date it. Uh, I, can't, I can't. I'm digging myself in a hole. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm put my fingers in my ears. La, la, la. <laughs> it's a true love that will never die. <laughs> well... Mm. <laughs> no. So back at the museum, Angel is trying to perform a spell to awaken a cockla. You mean the mansion? What did I say? Museum. <laughs> he brought it to the mansion. He was like, wait a minute. I forgot my stuff at the museum. I'm going to bring Kotla back. Bring everyone back to the museum. Back <laughs> at the mansion. And then he meets Ben Stiller. Then he meets what? Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. 
Night at oh, the Night at the Museum. Gotcha. Yep. I am right there with you. I understood that. I just want to make sure you did. Yep. Oh, thank you. Thank yep. you. I did understand my own reference. I just care about you. That's okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, so Angel Bites Rando Dude. Yep. Wipes the blood on his hand and tries to pull out the sword, a la Sword of the Stor- mm-hmm. Stone. It's a no-go. So. I, part of me wishes that it had just worked there and that was just the end of the series. <laughs> World ends. Bye-bye. <laughs> Someone wasn't worthy. <laughs> oh, and then uh, Drusilla's saying, this is so disappointing. Oh, That's a bad line delivery. I don't like that. I think it's perfect for Drusilla. Oh, I don't like it. It's. I mean, like, it's not the way she says it. It's the line itself. Like, I don't know. I feel like it needs to be a little bit crazier than something's like, this is so disappointing, but delivered as a crazy line. I think that's what, what makes it really effective is that it's, it's something that you would only say as like a mild inconvenience played to the hilt makes it much crazier than just being like, well, there's puddings in my applesauce or something. (laughs) That'd be great. That's what you should have said. You're one of those people, puddings in her applesauce guy. So there's another, the other reason I think this is weird is that, like, I get they want to end the world because Mm -hmm. they're evil and like, you know, get rid of humans, especially the one that's Mm -hmm. trying to kill us all the time, you know, demon hating. Mm -hmm. I get that. This is not necessary for their survival necessarily. It's just a fun thing for them they want to do. But they're acting like, quick, we have to do this. Like, no. Well, I think they they know that they're probably going to be found out and like, you know, Buffy or somebody else is going to try to stop them. That's fair. Like, after you kill a bunch of people at the museum, it's Mm -hmm. kind of tips the hat. Yeah. And it's like, why would a bunch of vampires kill people at a museum? Oh, this new thing that just came about at the museum. What could that be? Fair. All right. I also love that this scene introduces, uh, I think, a, a plot point comes really uh, involved later on Angel that uh, Angel just hates vases. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> he throws that one uh, vase at yeah, the wall. Yeah, no, fuck that vase. He just, just hates him. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that whole big arc in uh, season three of Angel. Yeah, the evil vase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the googly eyes. <laughs> the next day, Buffy's taking her final when cloaked vamp comes in and tells Buffy that at sundown, Angel will meet her at the graveyard or Mora will die. Really terrible security at the school. Like, this crazy looking girl in a hood who obviously doesn't go there uh, is just allowed to walk through the hallways willy-nilly until she immolates herself. Well, this is before the times when, like, school had security. Yeah. Like, you could have just done this in my high school. <laughs> you Nowadays, could have just been a vampire yes. and caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of crazy to watch that now. It's like the... Actually, the, this is interesting. My high school didn't have windows. Maybe there were vampires there. <gasps> Your school is the inspiration for Twilight. Were there any particularly shiny people in your class? <laughs> I mean, aside from just general acne. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. All of us. <laughs> Vamp lady bursts into flames. What is the excuse to the students this time? Yeah, uh, she was a protester. Yeah, specifically. She very clearly talks to Buffy. Yeah, that's my whole thing. It's like, no one took Buffy aside. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Like, there's a woman who, like, gave you a threatening message and then lit herself on fire. And also, nothing else caught fire. Yeah, and also she has a, she had a crazy face. Um, what What's going on? Are you in, like, some kind of weird It's club? a weather balloon. Yep. It's a uh, swamp gas. 
Buffy wants to go to meet Angel alone and ask Kendra to protect the others in case it's a trap. If this is a trap she constantly falls for, mm-hmm. at least this time she left protection. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I got it. It might actually be a trap. So yeah. Kendra's here. Although they do not do a good job of like securing the library at all. Yeah, the version of like protect it's just these like people is like ju- she's just standing there yeah. with like her arms behind her back. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Willow is going to do the restoration spell. Buffy just needs to distract him. Mm-hmm. Kendra has a good luck present for Buffy. Uh, Mr. Pointy. My lucky steak, Mr. Pointy. You named your steak? <laughs> He's me only steak. <laughs> While Buffy and Angel fight, the other vamps attack the library. I love the line when they first meet up at the cemetery. Gosh, I was hoping we could get back together. Mm. It's just so cruel, but like also really funny. Where it's just like, it's the perfect kind of Angelus line. Yeah. I have to say, I hate, I love slash hate the way he says, hello, lover, again. Because, I mean, this isn't the first time he said it. I mean, calling someone lover is just kind of gross. And obviously he's poking fun at her for like the fact that they did it. Mm -hmm. But the only reason I love slash hate this is because she throws it in his face in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Willow is crushed by a falling bookcase. Oh, no. Xander's arm is broken and, like, really broken. Like, mm-hmm. compound fracture in yeah. half broken. Cordy escapes out the stacks. Bye, Cordy. <laughs> See you later. Angel admits that this whole thing was a distraction to keep Buffy away from the others. So she runs to help. Mm-hmm. And you fall for it every time. <laughs> I love that there's, like, a weird panning shot as he does that. It makes it even more kind of menacing in a way. It's a cool shot, yeah. 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 Although this does bring up the thing of like, Buffy, you need to get like a car or a bicycle or something. Like, I know you can run fast, but there are faster ways to travel. Well, her mom won't let her get a, a driver's she license. She could get a bicycle. She could get a bicycle. That's fair. And you know, yeah. she, I mean, that with her, you know, slayer power, she'd be biking like Boom. crazy. Yep. Yeah, so the, this whole, like, her run, all these scenes of her, like, running across town to get something. Again, this is what I think of when I'm on the treadmill. <laughs> yep. Like, run, because Willow's going to get the trio. You got to go. <laughs> Drusilla arrives at the library and hypnotizes Kendra. Oh, this is super creepy. And then slices her neck with her nails. Ooh, those are some good press sounds. As Buffy arrives... We cut to that iconic shot. This is what I always Mm -hmm. think of when I think of uh, part one. The slow-mo shot of her running down the hallway. Mm -hmm. As she finds Kendra's body, Whistler has a monologue in which he tells us, uh, we can't see the big moments coming, but they will come. We're not helpless. We're not puppets. It's what you do afterward that counts. That's when you find out who you really are. As a cop pulls a gun on Buffy and tells her to freeze... We cut to black. What? Uh, I do wish that, and I know just time constraints, they couldn't wish there had been more with Kendra this episode. Agreed. Yeah. It seems so quick. Yeah. Just like, oh, hey, I'm here. Here's my steak. I'm dead. Bye. Um, And I think they could have done something where like she comes earlier, like an episode or two earlier. I feel like her watcher should have seen Angelus coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's where like the whole communication thing should have come in is it should Mm -hmm. have been like back up this final yeah. thing's gonna happen this guy we need to really kill him mm-hmm. or, and it could have even been something where like when when buffy was finally like oh no i'm i'm resigned i'm i'm going to to kill 
uh, kill him is like maybe at that point then Giles feels comfortable contacting the other watcher right. and seeing if they can get some backup. Maybe she shows up and kills killed by death when Buffy's sick and out of commission. Exactly. There's there's a lot of ways to bring her earlier so that you get some more time with that character so that when that character dies it doesn't seem it doesn't feel like a as, plot device. As, yeah. Yeah. It, it feels a little cheap to just bring her back in this one episode and then immediately kill her. Right. Like I I yeah maybe it, she, she wouldn't have necessarily worked as like a you know semi-permanent cast member from when she first came in but even if she had just come back in one other episode even i feel like it would have felt a little bit more earned right but still a pretty decent cliffhanger i gotta say yeah no absolutely the idea that gun being pulled on her and this looks bad she's Mm -hmm. totally you know standing over a dead body yeah and she has a history of i mean they thought she killed the ted yeah it's time to put Becoming Part 1 back on the shelf and open the books on Becoming Part 2. So you have strong feelings on Cliffhanger. I, I feel like this is a good, not great one. If for no other reason that they re- the only Really big cliffhanger thing is about Buffy. The other stuff is kind of vague enough that it's not as suspenseful. Like, you know, the other people are injured. Maybe they're not okay, but there's not a strong indication of like, maybe somebody else has died. What's happened to Giles? It's kind of like, you kind of see that some stuff happened in the fight. And then there's just this one thing. And the one thing isn't quite strong enough to make it like a great cliffhanger. Right. I feel like we needed to see them lug Giles off. Yeah, yeah. You needed to see that or or like, I, I feel like, yeah, you needed to in some way endanger one of the other characters. And I feel like they could have played the possible danger up a little bit more. Right. So still in the library, the cops are there and they, after finding Buffy standing mm-hmm. over Kendra's dead body, think she might have done this. And I feel like that's good police work. Yeah. I feel, I mean, I feel like any real cop watching the show is be like, yes. I would just automatically be like, dude, I got to put you in cuffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it, I, you're telling we, we, me. Yeah, we might release you later if we find out you didn't do it, but you're pretty much the prime suspect. Yeah, you're telling me this is your friend and that you didn't do that, but I have no proof of that. So yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Turn around and put your hands together. Yeah. Snyder arrives and Stupid is. Stupid little troll. Thank God she calls him that. It's so <laughs> satisfying. Like, yes. Uh, he arrives. He's very happy to see Buffy being held by a cop. Yeah. The cop tries to arrest her and she punches him and runs. I like the look on her face right before she does this. Like they, mm-hmm. as he's copying her, they do a close up on her and it's like, she's going over the ramifications of running or not running. Yeah. And just the look, there's a look of resignation. Like she's accepting. Mm-hmm. This is a big move. I kind of know what happens when I do this. Yeah. But I'm choosing to anyway. It's a really good look. I also love how clearly panicked Snyder gets once yeah. Buffy like starts beating up the cops. He's like, I can't do anything now. Whoa. He's such a teeny tiny man. Yeah. I'm going to get killed by this teenage girl. The female cop shoots at her, which I don't think is regulation. And yeah. what is she, one of the three? 
<laughs> like serious I feel like again any cop watching the first part is like yeah you do that this part they're like yeah. whoa 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 unarmed teenage girl here yeah yeah it's it seems like a bit maybe like fire a warning shot but don't actually try sure. to aim and, and murder her just for like yeah I get she assaulted a cop but it's not like she shot a cop exactly she's unarmed she's mm-hmm. not technically a suspect like I get she's kind of a suspect yeah. but like she hasn't been charged with anything yeah they can't do that suspect is very dangerous uh, she's dangerous. Yeah. She beat up your your friend there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I punched a cop, they're not going to shoot it. Well, no. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they might be in the mayor's pocket. We don't know. Yeah. Let's let's just say that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Buffy arrives at the hospital in her stakeout gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dressed more conspicuously in order to blend in. <laughs> she just looks like a longshoreman. <laughs> Right? <laughs> just, I'm just, anytime someone passes me, I'm just going to turn. Yep. I'm not going to look at you. It's like, why are you wearing that knit cap? It's California. You never need that. No. Also, like, for what purpose? Like, if I'm on the lookout for a short blonde, there's one. Yeah. Oh, she's wearing a hat. Couldn't yeah. be her. Changing your she, clothes doesn't matter. She wasn't do wearing anything. a hat earlier. Tuck that hair up in the yeah. hat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I mean, yeah, she probably doesn't have a wig at the ready, but she has tuck the hat. Up in. Yeah, tuck it up in, yeah. in there. So it's at least not super obvious you're blonde. Uh, so Xander's arm is in a cast. Willow's in a coma. Oh, no, not Willow. Cordy arrives, uh, and together they realize that no one has seen Giles. Aww. I like that in this hospital sequence, there's uh, a musical part of the score that is really close to the Incredible Hulk theme. Really? The dun, 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 yeah, dun, 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 dun. and it's like this one is. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. That's yeah. weird. Watch them back to back. They're pretty close enough that it, it kind of took me out. I got a couple moments where it's like <laughs> she gonna sl- sl- sling a backpack and just start walking down the Hitchhiking. highway. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, at the end, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was done on purpose. Cut to the mansion. Giles is just waking up. Angel plans on torturing Giles until he tells him how to do the spell to wake up Akathala. I think my favorite detail in this scene is that he always calls Giles Rupert. Yeah. And I feel like that's just the kind of no one else nice does little that. dig. Except for Jenny. Jenny was yeah. the only one that did that. Yeah. It's kind of like that being too personal in a way that you would never accept if you had any power in the situation. But right. But he doesn't. I have to say, I don't like, for, to me, it always rubs me wrong the way he keeps saying torture. I'm going to torture you. I really want to torture you. I like torturing people. Because I feel like when you really torture someone, you don't call it torturing. Yeah. And you don't, you say, don't like, I'm going to make so, like, you talk. Torture you. Like it's, it's, you I know, think they do that on purpose. Sandalwood candles. I think they do it on purpose. I think that's supposed to make it creepier, but it just bugs me because I yeah, feel like in real life, you just be like, I'm going to make you talk. Yeah. I'm going to hurt you. Not I'm going to torture you. Yeah. It seems like a kind of childish way of like, I just learned the word torture. So I'm going to use the word torture because I'm going to torture you torture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also don't like the, the last time I tortured someone, they didn't even have chainsaws. I mean, it's not a good torture device because <laughs> like, you will die pretty soon after you use yes, a chainsaw. The whole point of torture is to draw it out. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, no, I'm just going to slice off your head with a chainsaw. What happened? <laughs> I mean, you have to have like some good medical training in order to use a chainsaw and then not have the person immediately die. Right. Plus, Even from a, a heart chainsaw. attack. <laughs> yeah. Like it might happen. Yeah. Buffy looks for Giles at his house and meets Whistler. Mm-hmm. Not super sure of his purpose here besides bringing Angel to Buffy. 
in the last scene. I mean, I feel like we don't, I mean, other than him, like in, in, then his next scene being like, it's angel's blood. Yeah. It, I, what is he doing? He doesn't help. I feel like they could have used him more to explain maybe a Kothla to them. Like that would have been more interesting. I wonder. Or just not even have. So if you took him out of this episode altogether. Yeah. What if Sold Angel made the decision to make up for his past by fighting Vamp? What if he just decided he, you know, Mm -hmm. because this guilt is torturing him, he decided I need to make up for this. Yeah. And what better better way to do that than to team up with the Slayer? He mm. knows they exist, yeah. So he goes and seeks her out. I don't think we needed Whistler. I mean, I I don't mind him as much in the first episode uh, of of becoming kind of the the backstory stuff. And I I don't know. I feel like what bugs me about him is him talking to Buffy, where yeah. it seems like, but you're you're the the guy who talked to Angel, like. This isn't your job and you're not even doing anything really. You're just That's kind of the problem. Yeah. If he wants to show up and help and like be like, yeah. oh, sh- dude, I fucked up. Like mm-hmm. I brought Angel to you because I thought he would stop a Kothla and now he's bringing him forth. This is my bad. But he's not. He all he's doing is rain, raiding Giles kitchen for hours, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He's just really hanging out there. I think what could have been more effective is if, you know, you only saw him once in this episode. And the one time you saw him was right before Buffy gets to Angel him just kind of being very much as Angel was in the beginning of uh, season one, just being this mysterious figure to Buffy, just giving some advice of like, um, if the seal is broken, this is how you have to fix it. Like that would have been cool. And then she's like, who is this guy? I'd rather that be one of the Scoobies doing research in the library. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying if you have to have him in here, which I agree, you could cut him out and yeah, just have it be the Scoobies. If you feel like, well, we have to have him in both parts. That's how you use him in the second part. And I don't think you even need him in the first part is what I'm saying. I think you could just get rid of him. I'm not saying yeah. I hate his character, but I just keep asking myself, why? I mean, I, I, f- I think that there kind of does need to be a catalyst to get Angel into the fold. Because otherwise, why has he been waiting for 90 years? But I guess it could have just been like an event. Like he saw something yeah. happen. Yeah. And he thought like, oh, I could have helped somebody if I wasn't like a rat sucking piece of garbage if buffy's high school was hembry embry was in la mm-hmm. and angel was in la yeah. what if he just happened to be mm-hmm. in the same cemetery as her or whatever yeah. and witnessed this and then has, oh i want to help her i mean granted he has no one to say that to yeah but yeah I don't, eh. maybe he has like a like a rat skeleton he talks to oh no called ratty hey ratty ratty meet mr pointy (laughs) uh buffy's passing through the cemetery when a cop tries to arrest her but he's beaten up by spike spike a hero (laughs) hello cutie oh i love the way he says (laughs) that this makes up for the hello lover of you (laughs) you have very strong feelings about any line that's hello in another word i have strong feelings about pet names okay? okay lover unacceptable cutie totally acceptable (laughs) uh so spike wants to team up with the slayer to stop angel Mm -hmm. he informs buffy that angel has giles captive he wants to save the world most fans like to talk about ending the world Mm -hmm. but it's all talk the world has soccer and people to eat this is a very good point Mm -hmm. yeah 
And especially like it seems very true to Spike. And I, I, I think I talked about this on another episode. It shows that it's really cool that this character has had an arc over the season of at the beginning of the season at like school hard Halloween era Spike. He totally would have gone on board with the Akathla thing, I think, not thinking about it. But because he's like mayhem. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, oh, this is going to be cool. And he wouldn't think about it. But I think the him, you know, getting confined to the wheelchair and him kind of stewing over his hatred of, of Drew and Angel kind of hooking up or possibly hooking up or whatever. And just him being usurped actually kind of made him grow up in a way where he's had to actually think because about like the consequences of things. Yeah. And get a different perspective on this. Yeah. And he's like, well, no, I don't, this, that's, no, I don't want to do this. This would screw everything up. I yeah. like the world. And he even did something similar to this with the judge. And he could make the argument the judge wouldn't have ended the world in the same way, whereas like literally all at once, all the people are gone. He would have kind of mowed through people and it kind of would have been probably battles for decades or something. Right. Um, and then maybe the judge would have been defeated, but it would have just more been a world in chaos as opposed to literally no world. Mm-hmm. But still, it's a similar thing. And yeah, it's nice to see a villain character get a season long arc. Yes. Agreed. I definitely didn't see this coming. Like you, mm-hmm. like the, the, we saw him stand up, but I didn't see him like yeah. taking Buffy's side and be like, let's team up. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this makes total sense to me because I would yeah. understand. Spike to me seems like someone who'd be like, I have a plan to block out the sun mm-hmm. so that we never have to worry about sunshine. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like a vamp playground. That yeah. sounds great. But you take away the people and really honestly, yeah. but where's my food source, guys? Yeah. Like for Spike, I think it's always kind of been about, it's always been about fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you see the flashbacks about him later, it's about, I killed the Slayer because it's fun and their blood's an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. I, you know, started this fire during the Boxer Rebellion, yeah. even though it might cause bad things for us, just because I was having fun. Yeah. I, you know, live by chaos. Yes, he's evil. He kills mm-hmm. and eats people, sure. But he's not as evil yeah. as Angelus. He's, he's, he's not, like, committed to it in a religious sense. It's like, it's a way for him to have fun. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Whereas, he's a sociopath, not necessarily a psycho villain. Yeah, exactly. And also, I, I I feel it's very crucial that he's kind of been separated from Drew in a way where if this had been just Drusilla's plan... Well, he would have gone along with yeah, it. Yeah, he would have just like, yeah. whatever you want, love. You exactly. Know, and, you know, hel- helped her out. But now that he's been separated, he can really see it from that different perspective. Exactly. Angel, however, is really going to end the world. Spike wants to prevent that. But he also wants Drew back. He can't fight them both alone. You want my help because your girlfriend's a big Big hoe? (laughs) Yeah, I had that written down too. Girlfriend's a big hoe. Like, just the way she says it too is so matter of fact. Girlfriend's a big hoe. I mean, she, I would feel like Spike should kind of be thinking about this. She is openly flirting and touching another man in front of you, man. You you know, she's, she's touched. She's not well. I'm going to make a comment about you saying she's touched. Well, that's the, that is. By Angel. Is Boo, what I'm saying. Touched by an angel. Uh, <laughs> it's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, burn. Um, burn on who? <laughs> burn on the 90s. Um, but, I mean, that is the, the actual... I was watching one of the interviews, and that is the preferred term that Juliet Landau likes to use when talking about Drusilla, is that she's touched. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I think it has a nice double meaning because it's both like the kind of the old fashioned way of saying insane, but also she's a big hoe. 
little boy. But she's got like that connection to the other side. She's like touched yeah. by, you know, the the powers that be, if you will. Okay. Unless she's making it all up. <laughs> yeah, unless it's an elaborate con. Back at the hospital, Xander is keeping watch over Willow. He has a super touching monologue, yeah. which he tells her that he loves her. I think he, uh, in a friend way. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear that yeah. he means you're my best friend and I, I love you. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the safest read. You could, I think, read that he says it at first as a friend and then kind of realize, like, well, maybe there's There more is there. kind of a moment of yeah. him, like, realizing what he just said. Because he's, he's definitely, like, a little hurt when she says Oz, which you could also interpret, like, hey, buddy, I just said that I love you and you don't even say, like, Thanks, bud. You say your boyfriend's name who you've known for all of two months? Well, and I've said before, I think that Xander and Willow are platonic soulmates. Mm. Yeah. That's why in the uh, the one uh, Wish episode when they're kind of like, they're lovers, but it seems like very open that like it's not really about them, like their physical relationship as much as like their playmates in a way. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of and sense And just to me. vampires are sexual, so yeah. it comes out that way. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, maybe we'll occasionally have sex. She's kind of more into ladies, but, you know, we'll hang out and torture people and all that kind of right. stuff. We'll make them talk. Thank you. Yeah, torture, no. <laughs> so she wakes up and asks for Oz, who's suddenly there. Mm-hmm. My head feels big. Is it big? Aww. No, it's head sized. This makes me think of a time when I was really, really sick and woke up and felt that my bed was like <laughs> the size of three beds put together. And like <laughs> that my pillow was like the size of a cloud. And I was like, I can't get out of this giant bed. Terrifying. <laughs> was it deathbed? The bed that eats people? Yes, exactly. Uh, back at the mansion, Angel's been torturing Giles. Mm-hmm. They never really show exactly what he's doing. Yeah, They're very I- subtle about like, you see he's in pain. Mm-hmm. And kind of out of it. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I'd rather than do that than do Agreed. something lame. I like it. Yeah. Like I, I don't need to see it. It yeah. almost, it makes it worse that I don't see it because my imagination yeah. is filling in all the Yeah. Problems. And I just feel like even, you know, trying their best on network or whatever you'd consider it, WB, if you don't consider it network, TV in the 90s, whatever you could show that would be torture would just be so lame that it wouldn't be scary just knowing that he's being tortured yeah is is definitely a lot scarier buffy and spike retreat to the summer's house their excuse for everything is that buffy plays drums in a rock band with spike (laughs) which is definitely dressed like it yeah i mean yeah that's that's not the worst excuse just because he definitely looks like he's in a band absolutely a vamp arrives Buffy and Spike stake him in front of Joyce. Holy shit, this is a fucking finale, folks. <laughs> so much is happening. Yeah. And I think like, really at this point, you're like, holy fuck, let's yeah. take stock. Everything in the world is yeah. happening in these two episodes. <laughs> like we've had a character die already. We've One's had, in a coma. Yeah, one's being tortured. Mm-hmm. One's wanted by the police. Who's And our main character's... Um, joining sides with one of our villains. Yeah, like this, this is definitely, I I think it starts the trend of really like fantastic finales in Buffy. Not that, I mean, Privacy Girl was a good finale, but it wasn't like, this is just like a fucking finale. Well, the scene I always think of in Privacy Girl is when she's just kind of sad in her bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bad scene. It's really not. But it's not a finale. Like you're not like, oh my God, go. Yeah. So Buffy finally tells her mom, I'm a vampire slayer. I love, love Spike and Joyce awkward in the living room. 
<laughs> just the awkward silence for so long. Just, I mean, like fidgety and like, mm-hmm. oh, I got nothing, nothing to say to the you. Small talk. Do 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 you live here in town? <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> oh yeah, you hit yeah. me with an axe once. Yeah. Get the hell away from my daughter. <laughs> Spike mm. wants immunity for him and Drew in exchange for Angel. Mm-hmm. I love that this becomes a metaphor for coming out to your yes. parents. Are you, are you sure you're the vampire slayer? Have you tried not being the slayer? Oh, and like that, those two lines yeah. are just so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's all we get, but it's enough to be like, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what she's doing. Basically. Mm-hmm. Joyce wants to call the cops. Open your eyes, mom. What did you think was going on? Okay. On one yeah. hand, kind of. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Your daughter's coming home. She's covered with blood stuff and things on the other hand <laughs> my first inclination is not vampire slayer right she, first off she doesn't know those things exist no no it's it would be a weird leap to take like the the leap i would take is like oh she's getting into fights no, the leap i would take is like my daughter is straight up a criminal like yeah. she is in a gang mm-hmm. she is getting in street fights pro- yeah. you know crime like this mm-hmm. is serious shit she's not starting a fight club vampires are real and yep. she is predestined to kill them <laughs> like, like no yeah that's that would be a weird leap to take it's like oh my pencil's missing you know what it must be. There must have been a team of government agents sent in to retrieve that pencil, put a microphone in it, and put it back tomorrow. Like, no, you probably just dropped your pencil. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you'll find a floppy disk. <laughs> Joyce has that. She's, okay, I'm going to chalk it up to the drink. Like, she's been drinking. And, <laughs> I mean, and I would definitely, if someone's like, vampires are real, and I slay them. And I had sex with one. And now one's helping me to kill the one that had sex with one. It's torturing my librarian friend. I'd be like, I need a drink too. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. maybe, yeah, pour me a tumbler full of anything. I don't mm-hmm. care. So I'm going to chalk this up to that. But Joyce tells her, you walk out of this house, you don't even think about coming back. That That is harsh, but it is the kind of thing that I think, I, I definitely know I've heard people say in anger that they don't really mean I feel like those are big words. Like, I, I, I don't know how I would have reacted if my parents had ever said that to yeah. me because I think I would have taken them at face value. Mm. I, f- I like, always like to think of this as an empty threat. Yeah. Joyce really thought this was the way I'm going to keep her in this house. Yes, yeah, exactly. You know, like, I'm going to count to three. Mm-hmm. You know, it was her version of that. But it backfires. Yeah. And Buffy leaves. Forever. Forever. I kind of love that she leaves the door open yeah. as like a final like, well, if I don't live in your house anymore, fuck your air conditioning bill. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of a like. I wish that had been the line. <laughs> well, if I don't live in here, fuck your air conditioning bill. Out, mom. <laughs> That's my spot on Sarah Michelle Geller, by the way. So again, let's take stock. She's wanted for murder. Yep. She's expelled. Mm-hmm. Disowned. Yep. The love of her life has kidnapped her father figure and is torturing him. He's already killed a bunch of your friends, and now you have to kill the person that you loved most in the world. Or the world ends. Or the world ends. At this point, maybe you want the world to end. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a bad day. Yeah, there there are stakes, get it? But then there are, like, fucking stakes. Like, it just, they don't get any bigger than this. Yeah. This is everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is the worst. <laughs> also, the world might end. Yeah. <laughs> just... Yeah. Oh, guys you're gonna be screwed either way don't get me wrong 
But also, there could be no world. Yeah. Not to put some weight on your shoulders, you know. Take a, <laughs> take a light and easy. Willow wants to try the curse again. She tells Xander to go to the mansion and to tell Buffy to stall. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Angel's still torturing Giles. In order to be worthy, you must perform the ritual in a tutu. I also like... Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, go with Giles for, like, not only withstanding torture, mm-hmm. but to, like, fuck Angel at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I also like that he... Um, calls him a pillock which i feel like is a nice like <laughs> you know just using this like british slang on yeah. you um, yeah I, I like that and he also like just spits that word out it's the p in the k the pillock, pillock. Yeah. yeah uh and i don't know why maybe it's just because i've been watching a lot of uh james bond lately but if some reason in this scene i just felt like you know what anthony stewart head would make a great m Ooh, yeah yeah yeah. Like, and he's like getting up to like the right age now. He's not like too young for it anymore. Like if it was like right when this came out, he'd be too young. Sure. But like, I think these days, like if they're, you know, if Ray Fiennes leaves, like, you know, and then you sort of put, put your resume in there. Yeah. Do yeah. it. So they, uh, the torture isn't working. Yeah. They're trying to softer touch. Why is Spike helping here? This is Spike's idea. Like maybe we'll try a softer touch. It's like, why are you helping? Like if anything, you're well, supposed no, no, to no, stall no. him. It's because uh, they, they're, he basically was like, oh, we're just going to kill him. He's like, yeah, give me the chainsaw. But still saying like, yeah, it, it's Spike's job to protect mm-hmm. Giles. It's also Spike's job to make sure that a Cothalo doesn't rise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he, he just feels limited. He really he can't get found out or else everything's screwed. So, I mean, if he says like, oh, please don't hurt him. Yeah. You know, there's only so much he can do. Really. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think he knows just how fast it's going to work, you know, and he knows mm-hmm. that if if Giles dies, he's definitely screwed because Buffy's not going to help him. True. Yeah. Um, or he, she might not. He doesn't know that for sure. Maybe he's like, oh, she'll be really awesome and still help. But he knows his part of the deal. And, you know, it's just it's not the the greatest thing to happen, but the alternative is probably either getting yourself found out or having this person die. Yeah. True. Buffy goes back to school to get her weapons. Snyder's there and expels her, which at this point is just like, well, duh. <laughs> well, yes, yes. She's wanted for murder. I'm pretty sure she can't come back to class. And like she did when she was, you know, had was wanted for murder for Ted. Yeah. Or like at least a person in question or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this time it was in the school. Yeah. Like, and like Snyder was there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like how he has this little like villain monologue before he gets to say you're expelled. It's it's kind of like just a fun little moment of like he, he thinks he's the main part of the episode. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, I guess um, <laughs> I got to go actually do shit. You never got a single date in high school, did you? <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> like how he doesn't get it. Why? Yeah. You know what? I never did either. I don't go around harassing teenagers. <laughs> That's fair. Good point. Yeah. Drew poses as Jenny. Oh, real oh messed up. Oh my God. This is heartbreaking. Oh. Just seeing here, you're like, no, what are you doing? That's sacred. You can't yeah. do that. And he's like so relieved. So just, relieved. Oh, he's so happy. Mm. He tells her that they have to get Angel away from Akathala because Angel's blood on the sword is the missing key. But I, I like that he, he doesn't give it up as like, Oh, just tell me this and it'll be okay. He kind of like gives it up as like, no, no, we we can't, we can't do this. Because he's trying to like, she's like, oh, we'll be fine. He's like, no, we have to hurry no, up like, because we have to stop Angel. Yeah, because yeah, this is gonna. It's like he accidentally lets it slip instead of like actually breaking. Even yeah. even if he thinks it's just like 
Jenny asking it of him. I like that he still has the strength not to be like, oh, we'll just tell him this. It's that he yeah. accidentally spills the beans. It's more like him saying, Jenny, yeah. I'm, you know, I've been hurt. Mm-hmm. Help me stop Angel because yeah. blah, He's blah, blah. close. Yeah. All yeah. he has to do is this. And then, yeah. So back in reality, it's actually Drew posing oh. as Jenny and hypnotizing Angel. But she, now she's making out with Giles. You know, I feel bad for Giles. But then what makes me feel better is thinking like, well, you know what? Anthony Stewart Head got to make out with two pretty uh, smoking ladies. That's true. Like, I, I comfort myself with that. Like, it's a horrible scene for <laughs> the character. It wasn't a bad day at work. For the actor. Pretty sweet. <laughs> I do like how she kind of has an actor's excuse of like, yeah. sorry, I, I was, was in, in the, the moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which it makes a lot of sense for her. Buffy goes back to Whistler to find out how to stop Angel slash Akathala. He explains that if Akathala awakens, only Angel's blood will close the vortex. This is the only thing that I'm like, okay, this is the only thing we needed Whistler for. Because before the, the plan was mm-hmm. either kill Angel... Or if Akathala is awakened, use the sword yeah. to stab Akathala. And it's Whistler that says, it's not, you can't stab Akathala with the sword. Angel's blood has to stop mm-hmm. Akathala. Xander joins Buffy as she approaches the mansion. Willow told me to tell you to kick his ass. Ugh. So many things here. So, first off, that doesn't even sound like anything Willow has ever said ever in the history of the world. I mean, he could be paraphrasing. Fine, still not a message that Willow would typically send. She'd say good although, luck although, or stay safe or take care of yourself. Because earlier Willow. in the episode, um, or last episode, Buffy does have that line about like, oh, you kiss your mother with that mouth talking to Willow. So maybe she's, you know, getting some more Okay, fine. You know, fine. rough vocabulary in there. Moving on from that. Xander's clearly lying. Mm-hmm. I feel two ways about this. On one hand, Xander's being petty. Yeah. And even though Angel's soul could be restored, Xander doesn't care because he doesn't care. He doesn't care how anyone else feels about it. Mm -hmm. What he thinks is most important should go. So he lies to get his way and Mm -hmm. trick his friend. Great guy. One way to think about it. And it's kind of always been the way I think about it because it's Xander. He's never been like Mm -hmm. super insightful. And I kind of hate him in this moment. The other way to think about this is if he didn't do this, if she were stalling, she was losing her last fight with Angel because she wasn't putting her whole heart into it. She was stalling for time. Would she maybe have lost this next fight Mm -hmm. if she was trying to stall? Yeah. If she thought there was still hope that Angel would get back, she might not take advantage of, you know the opportunity to kill him or even like she wouldn't put her whole heart into it she wouldn't try her hardest so i mean yeah i think you could interpret it either way i think it's probably a combination of both i don't think xander knew enough about the last fight that happened because he wasn't there to know that buffy kind of needed this it just kind of worked out well that she did need i mean i think there it's it's definitely possible that part of the reason he did this was that he thought I, I don't want to get Buffy hurt by her thinking he's coming back. And also, probably the majority of it is like, I'd really rather have Angel out of the picture. Even if I, you know, am still dating Cordy and probably not going to be with Buffy. Like, I want Angel out of the picture because I've Just always hate that him. dude. Yeah. yeah. Also, because he killed Jenny. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, that's the bigger I, thing. I think it's more like, I think it's more like, he killed Jenny. He killed Teresa. He's mm-hmm. killed all these people yeah. in Sunnydale. What the fuck? Why do you guys want to help him? I mean, yeah, although part of me always felt that Xander's using that more as an excuse. Like, 
it's true, but that's not why he says it. It's because it's it's the thing that he knows is the most effective argument for what he wants. Possible. Angel's performing the spell while Willow's performing hers. Buffy shows up. Big, big fight. Yeah. And it's some really intense choreography. My only problem with this sword fight, which is awesome throughout, is that I wish they had had one or two other sword fights in the rest of the season. Because it seems to come a little out of left field that there's sword fights. Haven't we seen her training with Giles with a sword? She definitely has. She's trained, but like she hasn't been in a sword fight. Mm. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's still an awesome fight. It's 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 minor quibble. I just feel like... It's a little weird to see the finale be a big sword fight when most of the other fights have just been fist fights. I mean, that does make it super special because yeah. it's the finale. So I would say in the history of all of Buffy, mm-hmm. my two favorite fights, runner up. Her fighting uh, the three, right? That. Yep. All of yep. the running away that they do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is uh, her and Faith. Mm, that's good. Uh, when she puts faith into the coma. Yeah. That is a great fight. Badass. And then this is my favorite fight of the whole series. Really? Once she picks up that sword, this is like standing on my chair cheering. As much as I know his soul (laughs) might be restored. He, like it's such a good fight. Mm -hmm. It's just, Oh my God. Yeah. I kick his ass. (laughs) It is is a really good fight. I'm not sure if I'd put it in like my top two, but I mean, it's gotta be the cinematography, all the aerial shots. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's, I think it's the part, the sort of it that just it looks so graceful yeah. and beautiful, and and, it, and I do agree. It is nice to have it be different from most of the other fights. So yeah, I mean, I guess I guess you have a point that it is special in that way. Maybe maybe just more sword training would have been nicer for me. But I yeah, the fight right. itself is fantastic. Xander frees Giles. You're not real. They're just showing me what I want to see. <laughs> and then why would they show me you me? Oh, good point. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much, but I love just the the open hatred that Giles yeah. has for Xander. And the, Xander <laughs> like, has the acknowledgement of like, you don't like me yeah. very much. Like, and he, he knows it. Everybody knows it. Like, even though every other character is friends with both of them, they both know like, those guys just don't like each <laughs> they other. They do not. Angel grabs Akatha's sword and removes I it. I have the power. <laughs> makes me think of human. Yeah, no, that is yeah. fair. It makes me think of Sword in the Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Spike puts Drew in a headlock until she passes out. Question. Yes. How the hell does that work? She's not breathing. <laughs> I've never noticed that before. I mean, they make a point in last season's finale. Last season's finale, no less. Uh, that like, oh, I can't give CPR because I don't have breath. And then she's knocked out by a chokehold. I have never noticed that before. You're right. That wouldn't work. She should no. just be like, dude, this is uncomfortable. Get yeah. off me. Like it, I could, I could buy like a blow to the head, like knocks her unconscious. Yeah, sure. I'm, you know, there's still probably brain stuff going on with the Otherwise, vampire. Otherwise, yeah, she couldn't, whatever. <laughs> but like a chokehold, maybe she's just, she's so crazy that she thinks she still has to breathe. And is like, <laughs> oh, I still have to breathe. Oh, and makes herself faint. Psychologically induced faint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. And he goes, God, he's going to kill her and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> just like with a, but, not even a shrug, just like a, uh. but that doesn't make sense because he, if Buffy loses, the world ends. He doesn't want the world to end. He, I mean, like his dog in this fight was twofold. It was, yeah, Drew. Also, I don't want a Cothola to rise either. Yeah, but I think the thing is, it's more important that he and Drusilla survive. And I, I think at that point, Drusilla surviving is more important 
and and him surviving with her is more important than the world not ending. He wants both, but he might think at this point, like, if I you know, put Drusilla down and go after Angel, I might not win. Maybe Drusilla gets back up. There's a thousand different ways that could go wrong. This way, like, if he kills her, yeah, it's going to suck because I'm not going to have football. But at least myself and the woman vampire I love are going to be alive to... I'm going to argue if they lose their food source, they're going to die too. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that is a point. <laughs> Although we haven't established maybe there's certain kind of demons they can eat. Eh. Or maybe in hell world, there's just animals. rivers of blood. Yeah. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Angel has Buffy on the ropes where we get just one of the best moments in yeah. Buffy history. No weapons, no friends, no hope. Take all that away and what's left. What is left? Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she grabs the sword. That is really badass. Oh, yeah. And and like the way she jumps up. I, this is mm-hmm. the moment that I think you'd lose if she thought there was a chance to save Angel. Yeah. Because in that moment, she is a woman on a mission. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I love that it shows how focused she is, that the way she gets out of it is like grabbing the sword, which is like a really kind of Zen Kung Fu, the, yeah. the series kind of way to, to get out of a fight or to get out of a position in a fight. Yeah, it, really I mean, this ass. is also calling back to Whistler has a line earlier where um, or she talks with Whistler and she says, I have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Whistler says, oh, you got one thing. And obviously the one thing yeah. is her. And I just kind of like the message that sends the mm-hmm. idea of, I don't know, just self-confidence and yeah. self-love and mm-hmm. like sticking up for yourself. Yeah. And like in the end, in reality, you are all you have. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, the kind of independence in a way where it's yeah. like it's great. To have support and friends and family and but you also have to have your own back. And yeah. as someone who like, I'm usually very self deprecating mm-hmm. and um, self critical mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Just it's I think that's a good reminder yeah. of like all you really have is you. Mm-hmm. So be nice to you. Yeah, it's a good message. Just as Buffy's about to deliver the killing blow, oh God, I'm getting emotional. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, before we get to that, I'll yeah. I'll, I'll save your tears for a, a little bit. One thing that I feel like just a minor quibble when uh, Willow's doing the spell to um, restore, there's the moment where she kind of gets taken over by the spell and like her head goes up and she goes back. I feel like that moment was dying for some kind of colored contacts. Oh, mm-hmm. Because it just seems like, yeah, she like acted it and I get what they were going for. But her but, head just went back and down. And, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay, I, I get it, but it would have been a lot cooler if there was that or like... You know, veins or something. Yes, that, like, they definitely improve upon us later. Like, yeah, yeah something in, in her physically should change mm-hmm. besides her posture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's not just doing a little like. And everything motion, I'm thinking of dance. right now is like, it comes back. I was like, oh, give her color contacts. Oh, they do that season six. Oh, make her veiny. Oh, they do that season six. Yeah. Oh, change her hair color. Oh, wait, they do that season yeah. six. Like, shit. <laughs> give her a mustache. They don't do that. <laughs> there you go. So Willow's spell works. Yay. And Angel gets his soul back. Oh, this is great. It's going to be a happy ending. Uh, so he's crying. Like instantly he's crying. Mm-hmm. He has no memory of what's happened or mm-hmm. what he did. That bangle Christoph Beck theme song is playing. <laughs> they embrace. She's crying. But behind him, she sees Akathla's mouth opening. Yeah. They kiss. She says, I love you. Aw. Close your eyes. And then she rams the sword through him. Akathla swallows him into the vortex, which then closes. Uh, So much here. 
just so much. So so the vortex effect was pretty cool, right? Yeah. The vortex was great. I mean, first off, did Rihanna's and SNG mm. act the shit out of this? No, like they just well nail it. The fact that I have seen this, I don't know how many times mm-hmm. this is what the like fifth, third episode of Buffy I ever saw. Yeah. This is the episode that got me hooked and mm-hmm. I'm still crying. Yeah. I mean, and really this is the end all be all moment for Buffy because she mm-hmm. she had all those things taken away from her earlier in the episode. And then she's given this great gift, the thing she wants most mm-hmm. in the world. And then not only is it taken away from her, yeah. it has to be by her own hand. Mm-hmm. What really struck me this time was what must Angel have been thinking? Because mm-hmm. he can't see the thing behind him. Yeah. He has no idea why the woman he loves. Yeah, he doesn't even have his memories back yet. So he yeah. doesn't have any idea what's going on. He maybe is just starting to remember like, oh, I think I turned into Angelus. Maybe, maybe he's getting that memory. But he doesn't know that like there's other stuff going on. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah. She's great in her reaction. Mm-hmm. She just breaks down. Yeah. Um, I The only thing that did... <laughs> nitpicky thing (laughs) that did occur to me this time is whistler just says angel's blood closes the vortex yeah doesn't necessarily mean all of it yeah what if he just came in right after i was like what the hell did you do you just had to like prick his finger finger, drop in there oh my god why did you kill him that that would have been hilarious and awful but um yeah Full of Grace by Sarah McLaughlin kicks in, which is when you really lose it. That fucking song, man. Anytime I hear that song now, it's just a Pavlovian response of mm-hmm. cue the waterworks. It's like whenever I hear Phil Collins, I just think of uh, pets that need to be adopted. Yep. <laughs> Joyce goes into Buffy's room and realizes that she's grabbed her things and left. I like that you can see an entirely empty closet behind her. Mm-hmm. She leaves a note, which we never, I think, ever learn what that note says. Peace out. (laughs) At school, the gang is wondering where their friend is, but they're sure she'll come back. I mean, after all, there's still school. Yeah. Well, except she's expelled. Yeah. Um, But I kind of, I got the sense watching it this time or these times that except for maybe Willow, everyone is kind of resolved to the fact that they know she's not coming back. Like that's, I I don't know why this time that is what it read to me as, but it kind of read that everyone was just like, Oh yeah, she's she's coming back. Like that kind of yeah. read to it of like they all kind of know that she's gone. The thing that I get most out of the scene from these guys is just a helplessness of like well, mm-hmm. what do we do? Yeah. Like yeah. what where do we like what where do you start? Our friend is missing. We don't even mm-hmm. know what happened. Yeah. Except that the world didn't end. That's it. That's yeah. And, and so uh, that the only thing they have is this stupid hope of like well, yeah, she's gotta, right? Yeah. She's just gotta. Yeah, she doesn't have a cell phone. Those aren't yeah, big Yeah, that's yet. not a thing. She probably doesn't have her beeper on her. <laughs> if, beeper. if the apocalypse doesn't come and I may have just killed my boyfriend, beat me. Buffy is there wearing her sad overalls. Almost makes it not sad. Just the fact that it's the sad overalls. I mean, on rewatching, yeah. yeah. The, I feel like oh, the, yeah, first the first watching, you you're not you really... Catch that. You're just like, oh, she's just dressed kind of frumpy because she's not really in the mood to, you know... Dress super fancy right now. Sure. This is the first time I noticed, like I would say yeah. when I first watched Buffy, this is the first time I noticed the sad overalls. Yeah. The sad overalls meme. Because like the with the time period, like she's walking home at sunrise. Mm-hmm. You get the sense this is before school. So like yeah. 8 a.m. Yeah. Probably. 
so I think it's because when we see the back of her head and then we, I, I expect that when we pull out, I'm going to see her in the same outfit mm. she was in last night. Yeah. So the fact that she's changed, that's what brings my attention to, oh, Satterworlds. <laughs> There's Satterworlds. Well, she got some angel blood on that other outfit. Mm. I know. It's I'm sorry. This is. I, I'm <laughs> You're th- making everything so much worse. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of how I, I'm 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 covering over my emotions. It's just to mm. make you feel worse. I'm a great guy. <laughs> uh, so Buffy gets on a bus and leaves Sunnydale. We close up on the now leaving Sunnydale. Come back soon, sign. Aww. And then after the credits, when mutant enemy guy comes by, he goes, "Oh, I need a hug." <laughs> Yeah, I think we all do, mutant enemy guy. We do. Uh, so I'm gonna. This is my favorite episode of Buffy ever. This, I mean, nothing ever. E- wait, even this. more than Go Fish. <laughs> even more than Go Fish. Wow. Even more than Double Meat Palace. I think this is the best episode, and we had some nitpicky things to say yeah. about it, but overall, I mean, is just amazing television. Mm-hmm. It is exciting it is scary it is so emotional Mm -hmm. and i can't even it's one of those scenes where i can't even put myself in the main character's feet because i can't Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine what that would be and the idea that i gee i hope i'd make the right decision Mm -hmm. but i can't say that i would but like this thing that you want more than anything in your life not to mention everything else has been taken away from you even Mm -hmm. your family even your parents have disowned you Mm -hmm. you have nothing and you're given the one thing you want most in the world and you expect me not to like not to cling to it Mm -hmm. with all my might buffy is a better person than me that being said (laughs) what's the lesson in becoming parts one and two kill your boyfriend (laughs) that sacrifice yeah i think what's it's about what's right isn't always what you want Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to give up what you want in order to do what's right. Yeah. And man, can that suck. Mm-hmm. I am. I don't think that the Angel Buffy relationship would be as iconic or such a big deal to mm-hmm. fans if it weren't for this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because really, like when we were going back over season two, there's I'm like, wow, there's really not a I mean, like mm-hmm. this, you know, epic love story is really just down to a couple scenes. Like yeah. there's not a lot. They kind of like hang out a couple times. They make out once or twice. And then they, they go right to like, I out. love you. You can't go away mm-hmm. for a month. And all of a sudden it's like, where did this come from? No, you're just having coffee. Yeah. And you're just building this up to, oh, yeah. Now he's gone. Mm-hmm. I also think this is a really big character defining moment. For Buffy, I don't. Mm-hmm. I think who she is from now on in the series is mm-hmm. not the same without this moment. Yeah, like she had to grow up for realsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not not that she was you know taking things lightly before, but this is like where it becomes the the duty is is so ingrained in her like that 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 you could see her becoming in season seven like the leader of an army of slayers like. This moment is something that I think like strengthens her enough. The fact that she could get past this gives yeah. her the strength to become exactly. a greater slayer and leader and friend and all sorts of things later on. If I could do this super hard thing mm-hmm. that basically nobody else could do, yeah, like they make this super hard decision, the mm-hmm. super hard sacrifice that no one else could do, kind of nothing stopping me. Yeah, I think it also does damage. Yeah, a lot. Like there's just a 
a close-offedness of yeah, her yeah, from definitely. now on. There's a distance, even though she still like eventually gets her friends back and family for a while back. There, there, yeah. There's always a little bit more of a wall around Buffy, and another mm-hmm. reason why her relationships don't work out so well. Yeah. After this, I mean, I think there's still even a distance between her and Xander and Willow, and like mm-hmm. there's a moment in season seven where um she finally after what five years of holding it in says to them do you remember your message to me kick his ass yeah i killed angel and you're cheering me on about it Mm -hmm. like five years of holding that in and finally lets them have it Mm -hmm. so uh you ready to go international Made this oh. light in the mood a little bit. <laughs> After this really sad part. Buffy Tapaja, Vampirit. Ernie Dragon, Das Rind Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Okay, so a lot of the titles are pretty straightforward. Uh, part one and part two. Uh, some of them were even literally just becoming part one and part two in different languages. Sure. But there are two that were different. Uh, the Brazilian Portuguese title, the first part and second part, are both metamorphosis. Oh, okay, a little bit more. I like that a yeah, lot, actually. Exact. Yeah, I think I like that better than becoming. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, a similar idea. French, a little too on the nose. Acathla. Like, Boo. But Germany, thank goodness for Germany. Love you, Germany. Uh, they have two different titles. That uh, have nothing to do with each other. Um, First one for becoming part one, turning points. Okay. I I think it makes more sense for these two to be connected because they're very much connected episodes. Uh, And the second episode, really don't get this one, playing with fire. (laughs) There's no fire. There's no fire in this episode. No fire. Like there are many episodes with fire. I mean, the only I fire like is the vampire that lights herself. Yeah, we're gonna find another episode down the line that's yeah. like called "Becoming," and you realize, like, oh, this one was supposed to up. be playing with fire. I'm yeah. thinking like "Beer Bad" when she lights the bar on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that one playing with fire. The fire is drugs and alcohol. <laughs> okay. Oh, Germany! Thank goodness. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. There's so many uh, hard choices. No, it's yeah. Buffy killing Angel. Yeah, there's. I mean, it's, it would be categorically ridiculous to say anything. There isn't else. even a runner-up. Like I, I knew going yeah. into this, I was like, all right, it's gonna be Buffy killing Angel. What's gonna be my runner-up? There's yeah. nothing. There's. Yeah, I mean, she. There's several deaths and vampire kills in both episodes. It's a high body count, but like nothing, nothing has good. nearly enough weight. And like not even a little one that like, oh, there's this neat thing. Yeah. Not the the closest thing is when she comes into the mansion mm-hmm. um the very first thing she does she just walks up to the nearest vamp and decapitates him yeah that's that's, that's what i got it's pretty badass but like so much else happens in both these episodes that that's barely I, even registers. yeah like in any other episode that might be pretty cool in this one you're like nothing yeah like, just get nothing. to the the big fight yeah. yeah all right to celebrate season two we would like to have the season two yearbook awards favorite episode Definitely a one in the runner, uh, one in the runner, one in the running uh, would be the finale. But part of me doesn't want to give an award to a finale unless it's my favorite finale. Mm. 
And this one just isn't my favorite. It's still great. And like everything you want in a finale. And there's a lot of good episodes in this season. I think it's much harder in this season to pick a favorite episode than it was in season one where there's really only about four or five episodes that are in the running. There are probably half the episodes here. I could totally agree with somebody if they said they're their favorite episodes. Like, yeah, that's totally valid. Um, For me... It's one that's a little lighter, but I think just the concept of it is so great. And there's great character moments throughout is Halloween. I love the Halloween episode. It's it's one of the few episodes that I will watch of Buffy out of order just for fun. Right. Like otherwise, I if I'm watching Buffy, especially for the podcast, I will only watch like in order what we're watching next or like if I'm doing a rewatch, I'll just watch the the thing in order. Mm-hmm. But Halloween, I can just, you know, it's Halloween time. I'll I'll turn that on. My favorite is obviously Becoming Part 2. What? <laughs> if it's if it's my episode favorite episode of the series, it's probably the favorite episode of the season. I guess that, that math checks out. <laughs> but I have two runner-ups. Okay. Uh, I only have eyes for you. That's actually my number two as well. Awesome. Uh, but I tie that with Innocence. Oh, yeah. Okay. I could see that. Clearly, I picked all the really dramatic yeah. episodes. All the, the, the bangle. I think that's part of it is I, I'm not big into into bangle as I, the I love I love the... The Bengal relationship, then Angel losing his soul, then Angel coming back and being mm-hmm. murdered by Buffy. Like, yeah. I love that whole storyline. It is line. a great arc. So like, I think I, I like yeah. those episodes because it's like kind of the big moments. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, those are all great episodes. Like I said, like it's, there's very few episodes that if somebody, I mean, there's certain episodes nobody would pick. Uh, <laughs> that if you said, oh, that's my favorite episode of the season, I could be like, well, you're just wrong. Yeah. It's like, no, there's totally legitimate reasons to think a lot it's of a, the episodes. It, this one, obviously, the series has greatly improved by season two. Oh, yeah. Season yeah. one was rough. Uh, and season two, I mean, there there are a couple not great things in there, but they are not, uh, they are the exception to the rule this yeah, season. Yeah. It's it's usually one-offs that kind of just don't work. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, huh? what is your least favorite episode of the season? I think you guys are going to be super surprised. Some assembly required. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the two that were in the running for me, were, it was that and Go Fish. But Go Fish, at least it goes by quick. And then also, the Go Fish has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. And it has some cute character moments. Like there's mm-hmm. some, um, Cordy Xander stuff yeah. there. Whereas some assembly required has the same problem of, I rewrite you, Jane, if you're taking yourself too fucking serious. Yeah, and if you're not good, taking yourself seriously is just so, so such a downer. Especially so for depressing. a show that is campy. Like when yeah. you get, when you start watching angel, the show, mm-hmm. that show is more serious, yeah. it's more dramatic. Buffy is campy. Yeah. It's corny at yeah, times. It's, it's like fun, you know, it's 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 came out around the same time. I don't think it's any mistake as like Scream where it's like a fun take on something without like completely saying there's nothing to this. It's just garbage. I want to scream. I also want to cr- laugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that fits the tone. The, the weird like, oh, I used to be a football player. Now I'm Frankenstein. Brrr of some assembly required it's just it's not fun and it's not it's not even bad enough to be enjoyable well and again if they had a sense of humor about it but like mm-hmm. the way they treat the mom that never goes outside yeah. 
It, yeah, it's weird. Like that, that could have worked if it was like the one really sad note and otherwise like fun and campy crazy episode. Sure. But it's like just another depressing thing in a depressing episode about horrible people. Yeah. Our yearbook award for most improved. I'm going to go with Cordy. Okay. Because I feel like she really comes into her own as a Scooby in the season. Like she does a little bit towards the end of season one, does some better things. But I think she really becomes part of the team, starts throwing her weight, starts to become a little less selfless, even starts dating, dating Xander, which is a really selfless act. Like, well, <laughs> she is difficult to be. Uh, well, and I think most importantly, like that it actually is because she's dating mm-hmm. him out in the open and sacrificing yeah. Yeah. this popularity for Which him. was a huge part of her. Yeah. Like, like we may f- think it's silly and stupid yeah. but like for her it's a big deal mm-hmm. my vote is for spike he's got the the season-long arc mm-hmm. and he does go from being kind of drusilla's bitch yeah. and being the super bad guy that we think he's going to be mm-hmm. the villain of the season possibly bringing around the end of the world to yeah. at the end teaming up with buffy um, taking down other vampires. That's not mm-hmm. going to happen in the future. Um, <laughs> and saying that like, you know what? I don't act, like, I want to eat people. Sure. But I don't actually want to end the world. I promise I'll just leave and I'll leave you alone. Yeah. Where, I mean like considering we started with him just being like, I only want to kill the slayer. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. I kill slayers like yeah. trophies to being like, dude, I will leave you alone. I'm gonna yeah. go to South America. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely understand that. Although part of why I can't say is the most rude I just love Spike since day one. I love him so much. <laughs> the yearbook award for class clown goes to... Well, this is one of those ones where I kind of always want to say one person, which would right. be Xander. Right. But since that would be kind of boring to just say that for every single season, I'm going to say Spike. Okay, yes. Because he has a great yes. sense of humor. He's he always he like poking little little jabs. Oh, and especially him. when he's, you know, you know, wheeling around. That's all he does is just like basically take the piss out of people and just say, like, oh yeah, well, what about this dum dum? <laughs> My friends don't have a rock this big. <laughs> exactly. I gave it to Ethan Rain. Oh, okay. Little prankster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little prankster, you know, tricking people on Halloween. He's like and... the class clown that puts like a whoopee cushion on that the teacher's one? seat. No, I'm yeah. gonna tattoo your back. Ha ha. <laughs> that was a little more intense a little more intense i, th- I didn't see that one on punked <laughs> uh, but he also has some funny lines you yeah. know he's just so blase about <laughs> the fact that he's an asshole yeah. <laughs> and like i i, I don't think i said this on on, on his ep- one of his episodes i just love somebody who's almost proudly a coward mm-hmm. he's like who wears it like yeah, yeah. i'm a coward he's like no i'm gonna run yeah <laughs> the yearbook award for most likely to succeed I'm going to say Oz. Here's why. He has no problems except he's a werewolf. (laughs) Yeah, we don't see. He's really back. He's already in a band that seems to be getting some success for a high school band. Sure. To be playing at an actual like establishment. I'm assuming for money. That's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's very live. Everyone seems to love him. As long as he can keep himself chained up for days or for nights out of the week, I should say, or month. Uh, I cannot say anything (laughs) correct about this. I see. I have problems. I'm not Oz. Um, <laughs> but as long as he keeps himself chained up for four days uh, out of the month when it's uh, nighttime, he's going to be fine. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah, sure. He doesn't have family issues that we know about. He's very confident Except for like an aunt that doesn't care that her werewolf son <laughs> bit her. But that's an aunt. Everyone has an aunt that they think is awful. <laughs> not that I do. I love all my aunts. <laughs> Uh, my vote was for Ted. 
because he's a machine and he's the best salesman we have. <laughs> also, if you like lived indefinitely, you could get so much done. You would totally succeed. Although all he does is keep trying to get a wife and then killing them. So he's actually failing all the time. But he's succeeding as a businessman. No, that is true. He and is a, a very chef. Successful, yep. <laughs> he is successful in those two fields. I can't, I can't fault you there. <laughs> the yearbook award for most likely to be famous. I'm going to go, um, this is kind of a weird take, but I'm going to go with the, uh, the fishy boys from go fish, but okay. in like a tabloid way where it's like, <laughs> it's like national inquiry yeah, yeah. from far away. It's in black and white for some reason, even though like, we had black and white cameras in the late nineties even. Um, but like, they're going to be big tabloid stars. It's the LA version of the Loch Ness monster. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my vote was for Amy, the witch, mm. because if she can turn in disappearing homework and get away with it, enter people into rats. And turn people into rats. I mean, she can do a number of things and trick you into thinking like, you just watched me sing a great concert. <laughs> when really she didn't do anything. She just cast a spell. Or like, I feel like that one you get caught when somebody recorded it and it was just you going boobity bobbity boop magic. <laughs> and then they're like, wait. Or maybe she becomes the next David Copperfield for the magic. Yeah. We're actually using magic yeah. as magic. And then this next one, I will turn you into a rat. <laughs> That's the only thing she knows how to do. <laughs> it's just a <laughs> bunch of rat based tricks and then this one i will disappear your homework oh uh. <laughs> uh, this is a weird magic show <laughs> can't you do the song of the lady in half i don't know how to do that one everybody knows how to do that one i can fail a love spell no <laughs> the yearbook award for best dressed uh i mean it's always giles but um <laughs> i'm gonna say because i can't say the same one every year i'm gonna say again spike here's why hmm. he even gets a matching wheelchair <laughs> it's all like red and black okay that's pretty awesome <laughs> he gets a magic wheelchair when he gets like crippled by a church gotcha this one was very hard for me there was a lot of like some good outfits i don't know there's so many good ones i'm gonna go with willow dressed as an eskimo in inca mummy girl <laughs> in all seriousness i love it i love it this. Is it's a, great, a very it is a outfit. elaborate costume like she went all out. Yeah. And it's the costume that like got Oz's attention. You know I like that moment. Stop I know, rolling your eyes. I know. I wasn't rolling my eyes, listeners. Wink wink. <laughs> to say wink. The yearbook award for worst dressed. <sighs> this one is tough. Also a hard one. Um, because you could again always say Xander. Um, but I'm gonna actually go with uh Whistler. Because oh, he's like yeah. Xander, but with a hat. <laughs> with a fedora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even worse. I had a tie. I really couldn't decide. Mm -hmm. It's either Daryl and some assembly required. Ooh. Because the really bad makeup face. Everything. Yeah. Like, use some concealer, buddy. It's just, it's bad effect. But I'm going to tie that with Diego <laughs> in light of me. <laughs> oh, but that, that sparkle cape is it's so fantastic. <laughs> Oh, I love it. The yearbook award for best couple. I'm going to go uh, because they're the only couple that don't hate each other and nobody dies. Oz and Willow. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. They're not usually your favorite. I, I'm not going favorite. I'm You're going just saying because. best. <laughs> okay. As okay. a couple, they are the best couple because they're both alive the whole season. Okay. And they do not hate each other at any point. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Jenny and Giles Aww. because in my mind at this point, Willow and Oz are so, they're so new yeah. 
And like there are a lot of, there are some episodes where we don't even see yeah. Oz yet. Um, Jenny and Giles are the only ones with like a fully committed relationship. Mm-hmm. You feel that like if stuff hadn't happened, yeah, this would have been like, like this is an adult relationship. Mm-hmm. Even Angel and Buffy, bef- yeah. you know, before Angel turns, like I get he's 200. It's still not an adult relationship. These people act like teenagers. You can't go for a month. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if if uh, uh, a certain neck snapping hadn't happened, then I sure. would totally agree with that, that they they seem like they would have been a great couple yeah. and they would have gotten over because they already got over when uh, Jenny was mad at Giles for kind of concealing his past. I'm sure Giles would have gotten over. You could already see that he so was getting more over. Mature. Yeah. 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 The yearbook award for biggest party animal. Uh, this one is very specific. It's Oz, but only when he's a werewolf because he's a real tubby tubby werewolf. So he's the <laughs> also, biggest he's an animal. party animal. <laughs> okay, what's literally biggest? Nice. Like when he's jumping on the, the table yeah. at the bronze? He's, he's a big, big party, party animal. Uh, I said the judge because he's going to the, the mall. Mm-hmm. He's excited to go to the mall yeah. and see where's all the people. I yeah. need to go where the most you people are. You know he's getting some shirts at Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, some judge. gifts at Spencer's Gifts. I feel like those are the two places he would stop. <laughs> yeah, those ones. He'd fit in. Do they still have Spencer's gifts? Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah. I've not been in a mall in, since they were relevant. Um, I went with my dad to get a Mother's Day present, I think. Aww. And there was, we just passed the the nice department stores next to a Spencer's gift. Oh, okay. I was like, what, did you get her like a farting mug at <laughs> no, Spencer's no, gift? No, you're giving me a gift card. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> not to Spencer's gift, to the nice department store. <laughs> She's like, well, there's a lot of South Park dolls here. <laughs> you know, my mom loves that. <laughs> we would like to take this moment to put on our sad overalls and have a moment in memoriam for those we have lost this season. I will remember you. Billy Fordham. Will you remember me? Kendra. No <laughs> Jenny Calendar. And I will always eat that pie. And Angel. With you. <laughs> What about all the vampires that died? <laughs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> graveyard vampire, other graveyard vampire, other was, other graveyard vampire. I was going to include glasses vampire, the oh, one that reads. Yeah. <laughs> like, give me this one because he reads. Yeah. But um, I didn't know if anyone else has the kind of the love for him that I do. <laughs> he is a sweet guy. I, I feel like, like him. <laughs> he kind of become part of the team doing the research at he's some just, point. He's just such a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he's so nerdy. Yeah. So include we'll we'll include glasses vampire. Yeah. Glasses vampire, much love. Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and join us next time when we dust off Anne and Dead Man's Party when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Happy New Year!